For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at what is up, everybody, and welcome in to Believe in the Dallas Cowboys. I am Jeff Cavanaugh of 97.1 The Freak in DFW hey. from 7 to 11 a.m. Uh, yeah, or the iHeartRadio app if you're out of the listening area, of course. He is former Cowboys wide receiver Jesse Holly. Oh, Jesse Holly went 77 yards. It must be a reality show. Together, we bring you Believe in Cowboys. Hi, Jesse. I'm good. What's going on? Oh, Jesse Holly of Hanging with the Boys on DallasCowboys.com. Oh, yeah, DallasCowboys.com. It's a fine website. It's a fine yeah. website. It's a fine establishment, really. We are brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Basketball is back. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. Cowboys are favored on the road against the Vikings this week, and the Vikings are 8 and 1. You figure it out. You'll always get the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, game trends, bet online they get live betting free contest giveaways all season long the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events whether that's the nfl nba nhl mma tennis boxing golf if you go to betonline.ag and you join you can get a 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit if you use the promo code b-l-e-a-v believe it's right there on the top of the screen while recording believe b-l-e-a-v bet online where the game starts cowboys are favored against the vikings <laughs> on the road the vikings are eight and one and so vegas go to bed online right now right vegas is like come here come here let me let me get you to bet let me get you to bet some money the, the opposite way the cowboys are like 17 and six against the spread in the last 20 whatever games are the cowboys better than the vikings no Vegas and all their buildings say that you're wrong. All the real big ones with the fountains yeah. and the boats and all the shiny lights. They say, Jesse, the Cowboys are better than the Vikings. Vegas also um, loves to mind whip people and mind F people. To <laughs> you got to remember, Mattress Max hit him for 10. What, what Mattress Max hit him for just recently? 10 million or something like that? 75 million total. Oh. Um, but that doesn't even count. That didn't even count. He didn't do that because he thought they were going to win. That's just a hedge. He bets whatever he got gave away in free furniture so that if they win and the people don't have to pay for the furniture, he makes the money back on the bet. So Mac is just playing an insurance game. So he bet he gave away $75 million in furniture? Yeah. Yeah, he does this thing where whatever period of time you can buy it all, and if the Astros win the World Series, it's free. 
And then he goes and bets that the Astros are going to win the World Series to cover that amount. But nonetheless, Vegas still had to pay out the seventy-five they million dollars. They did. However, they did. So, you know, Vegas is not a, a, a dumb a dumb establishment. You know, they're not built to pay out seventy-five million dollars at one time. No, but I bet they made money on the baseball season overall. Sure, absolutely. They just, they just had to give some money to Mac at the end. And Here, so well, take hey, some of it. Let's kind of get some of that back. Let's start. Let's start hedging this thing a little bit the other way. And I mean, honestly, the Vikings are eight and one. This is one of those games where it's it's a coin flip, right? I, I believe that. I, I believe this is a coin flip game, and I think Vegas is pulling to the side of let me get the Cowboy Nation to come in and kind of bet against this game because it seems like, and I hear some fans say that you know Kirk Cousins is due for a bad game. That's a terrible strategy to have, but, um, you know, however you want to float, you know, whatever floats your boat, whatever tickles your pickle. But this is one of those toss up games. But right now, in the words of Bill Parcells, you are what your record is. Yeah. I think that, that part, it's funny because I was actually thinking about that exact line because of how it applies to how good teams are like, you are because you're going to be seated in the playoffs based on what your record is. And then if you lose, you go home. So like, yeah, all those things are true, but to explain why Vegas has the Cowboys as a favorite is what your record is, does not dictate how good the betting market thinks you are or how good you necessarily are. It is the results of your games. So they count, but the Vikings are an eight and one team that I was going over their schedule earlier. They got whooped by the Eagles, but outside of that, it's been so many one-score games that they've just won all their one-score games. And year to year, that changes for every team. Even Tom Brady teams don't win the overwhelming majority of their one-score games because the football's a weird shape, and you never know when Josh Allen's going to throw a red zone turnover, and you never know when you're going to fumble the center exchange on a QB sneak. And so like teams that win all of their one-score games, it doesn't mean they're going to win their next one-score game. When you beat the Commanders by three, it doesn't mean you're going to beat the Cowboys by three. So it's a, it's an interesting world, the world of football. But I'm with you. I think it's a coin flip. I think a big part of this is going to be how well can two people play that obviously aren't completely healthy for the Cowboys. Tank Lawrence said that he might have rebroke his broken foot from last year and his other foot hurts, and neither one of those hurts as much as his knee. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, okay, so how many weeks you out? And he's like, oh, no, I'm going to play. <laughs> God dang. Two feet, two feet and a knee. That's <laughs> two feet and a knee. That that ain't. That's not a good recipe to do anything on the football field, let alone rush the passer, let alone set the edge and be what he's been this this really this all season long is one of the, if not the Cowboys' best run defender. And I know I know you because you have been on the Tank Lawrence run defender everything other than sacks train bandwagon for years. For you have been a starch. Defender of Tank Lawrence, when he doesn't get the stacks, you said to screw the sacks, look at everything else that he does, stopping the run, getting the pressure, doing everything else. And so you're 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 coming to t- yeah, yeah. Jeff Thomas, Jeffrey Thomas. That almost sounds too close to like Jeffrey Dahmer. Like <laughs> Yeah, we can't do that. We'll have to figure something else out. We'll figure something out. Yeah. Yeah. But no, uh, to, your, to your point, but it even makes the Tack McKinley signing makes even more sense to me now. Yeah, it does. That that makes sense now because, you know, if Tank and a surgically repaired foot, his other foot and a knee is all bothering him, 
and you're now playing your second game in what will be 12 days, you'll play three games in 12 days, he may miss a couple games. Or the Cowboys may take the approach that they didn't take last year that they've taken this year with, you know what, maybe we're going to rest this guy a game or two. You know, maybe we rest him Thanksgiving game and kind of go into that mini buy. I don't know. But if Tank finishes this game, he won't finish the game healthier than he went into it. That, that's that's a fact. That's fact. He will not leave this football game healthier than he's went in, than he went into it if he plays one snap of football. Uh, yeah, and Mike is, Mike is banged up too. I know it's a shoulder and it's something on the lower body because every time he comes off the field in the fourth quarter, you watch him hit the bench and he just starts touching things and stretching things. And like Mike is not feeling great either. And the thing about Minnesota is one of their strengths is their offensive line. They have a good offensive line. Their tackles are good. Uh, their center is good. Their left guard's pretty good. Their right guard's a rookie, so you could get after him a little bit. But that's a good offensive line. It's a good quarterback. I know people make fun of Kirk Cousins and people, you know, if the if if the sun were down when you were playing, yes, it was guaranteed it would be guaranteed he would suck. But the sun will still be up at 325. Uh so he has a chance to play well. Although I did because people always talk about Dak's record against winning teams. And I think he's 18 and 24. I went looking for Kirk Cousins' record against winning teams, 10 and 40. Mm. He wins one game for every four he loses against winning teams. And that's not to say he sucks. Like these football is a team sport. Aaron Rodgers has a losing record against winning teams. Most quarterbacks do. Um, but 10 and 40 is not very good. Uh, but Cousins is a good quarterback. Offensive line is good. Justin Jefferson is, if he ain't the best receiver in football, he's one of the two or three best. Is he the best to you? Because I would actually take Tyreek Hill. I'm crazy. I want the dude who just makes you want to quit before you even play. If you're saying that Man, yeah. I'm not saying I'm not. You're not allowed to compare his precision versus his speed. None of that. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. We're going to start the season tomorrow. One of these dudes can be on your team. Any receiver in the league. Who do you want? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna take Justin Jefferson. I'm gonna take the more complete receiver. Sorry. I'm gonna take Tyreek Hill, and you're gonna be so scared. (laughs) I like to show up and people be afraid. This guy makes you scared as well. Like he makes you scared because he can do everything. Like he can do. He can do short passes, intermediate, long passes. He has he, he has a will and a fight that you want to see in a player. Like, he is a competitive dude. And not saying that Tyreek Hill isn't, but to me, like, Tyreek Hill, with that speed makes him, puts him in a, in, a, in a different class. But give me the guy who can do everything. Give me the guy who can, who can route you up. Give me the guy who can slant you up, screen you up. Uh, you know, 12 to 14, 16 yards down the field. Give me all that. Give me all that junk. And that's why I would take slightly over Tyreek Hill. I'll take uh, – I'll find me another route runner. You ain't going to find you another Tyreek. I'll find a route runner. No, Justin Jefferson's a stud. He's on pace to break the single-season record for yards in a season. He's got over 1,000 yards in nine games. Now, it's cheating because he gets 17 cracks at it instead of 16 to beat Megatron, but he is on pace. Remember we were talking about how – Many games it had been since CD had a hundred yard game when he had his first one in a while. Mm-hmm. Jefferson averages 117. Mm. So he gets it every single week. Thielen's kind of getting old though. KJ Osborne don't have a whole lot. They got TJ Hawkinson. They got Justin Jefferson. They got Dalvin Cook. That's good enough. That's who that's who scares me. Dalvin T. Cook's T. good. TJ Hawkinson. Oh. That is the guy who 
coming into this game because, of course, Justin Jefferson, all eyes are going to be on you. And I don't know how they're going to play this. I think a large majority will have to do whether Anthony Brown passes concussion protocol. Because if you don't have Anthony Brown, it's going to be very hard for you to double both sides, right? Because you're going to have to – if you don't have Anthony Brown, which isn't saying much, but it gives you some some level of normalcy on, on the back end. Kelvin Joseph will lock him up, baby. Let's go. I don't know about all of that. Okay. I don't know about all of that. I mean, this is the same dude who gave Christian Watson his career day a week ago before he went out with his concussion. I was saying, Anthony Brown had a big chunk of that. Yeah, so I'm saying. Yeah. But if you're going to say Diggs is going to be on, Diggs is going to be on Justin Jefferson, who he who he played really well a year ago, then Anthony Brown, if you're going to shade coverage over there with Anthony Brown, so you just you don't have enough guys. And now that leaves a void of can J. Ron Curse, can Malik Hooker, who has not been playing well the last couple of weeks in coverage and in tackling, can they control um, T.J. Hawkinson, who's heating up? Go back like the last two games. T.J. Hawkinson he has 19 targets for 16 receptions in the last two games at Minnesota. He's only been there three. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's only been there two and a half weeks. They kind of throw to two people, by the way. Because Justin Jefferson, since Hawkinson got there, gets 50% of the targets. He went from 28 to 50 after Hawkinson arrived. So Hawkinson is making people respect their tight end, and they're actually going to Jefferson even more. Yeah. So it's fun. Not a bad guy to go to. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know, what what an odd, odd coincidence or what, what a novelty. Hey, throw the ball a lot to the best people on your football team. Whoa. And try to get even better players so they had to pay attention to them. And it's right. easier to throw it to your best player. Yeah, we don't just don't just give good players away for nothing and, and don't replace them with anything and, and, and just say, hey, I know that you're a good player and we didn't have any more good players on the team. So we're gonna just go do it. But yeah, you know. I'll be interested to see how the Cowboys get after the quarterback this week, after your guy, freaky Mike, my guy, Coach McCarthy, sweet man. Uh, after he said pass rush is a privilege from this point forward, where he's like, we're not going to do this crap where we're not even hold containing. We're not holding edge if we're the edge guy. We're not filling a gap in the right gaps. And we're just like, they're just running stunts on second nine while they're running up the middle. Uh, so I'll be interested to see if that affects them and they don't rush the passer as well. Because well, they're, on a, they're, they're on a weird teeter-totter where if you say, hey, we're going to fix that run defense, I would say that sounds great. But if it means you don't rush the quarterback as well, I'm going to request you screw up the run defense again because we the sacks are what I'm looking for. Here's a weird kind of thing that, that's happening right now. The Cowboys defensively on the ground, they're giving up 61 first downs on second down. Hell yeah. 61. But the Vikings with Dalvin Cook, who on – First down is he has 366 yards after contact, averaging 5.4 yards a carry, and they're getting 41 first downs on second down. So it's like 
it's like one of those things. The Cowboys have given up a lot of yard first downs on, on on second down. The Vikings are doing really well on getting first downs on second down. So it's like something has to like it's either going to keep rising. Something has to give because yeah, no, nothing has to give. It sounds like they're going to run the ball really well because when you look at it, right? If he's getting if he's getting five point four yards on first down, well, five point four plus five point four is technically ten point eight, which means. The chains are moving. I don't – yeah, that. Yeah. if he averages 5.4, that would be a, a good day on the ground. Now, Cowboys on offense, the one thing I worry about on that Viking defense – shout out to Patrick Peterson, the ageless wonder, having a good year at the age of 93 or however old he is. Uh, but outside of him, they really only got two dudes, I think, that worry you, Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith. And, all right, Terrence Steele, you might have your hands full. They come over if somebody comes over this side, Tyler Smith, you might have your hands full, and Zadarius will come down the middle. So you fellas in the middle, get ready for that. And I think that to me is the matchup that determines how the game goes. Because the Cowboys, I think they're gonna have to score points. I don't think you're gonna win this thing 20 to 17. I think you're gonna have to score points, and I think that means you're gonna have to be able to protect your quarterback. And you're gonna have to protect your quarterback against two really good rushers. Do you like their chances to do that? And you got to protect the hell out of him because I only got one receiver. So I need a while for him to get open. I think I think the way that the Cowboys will try to protect him run. is getting back to the run, which I know that you hate. Hey, Zeke's back, dude. We can get our yards per carry back down. That is like I, I, I what's that's, that blows my mind. I have nothing against Zeke, but Tony Pollard did just fine running the football. Like it, it wasn't like they missed anything running the football. And the and change of like pace bag did a great job running the football. He did a great game. job. And it's like all of a sudden, like, oh, Zeke's back. Now we can get physical and run the football. I was like, wait, you know, this whole physical thing is kind of overrated. If it's I get- just a word. People are making it up. It's just a word. They're like, yeah, but who would have won that game if Tony Pollard's 5.2 yards per carry were heavier? Yeah, I was saying, I was like, hey, guys, whether we get, like, Zeke has to run over four people to get the five <laughs> yards or Tony Pollard can run past two people and get the first – I'll take the five yards, like any, like finesse or, or, or physical. Doesn't matter to me. Just give me the five yards. We didn't. We went away from what was getting us the five yards, and so I was like, now that Zeke's coming back, they're like, oh yeah, we're about to get physical again. Like Tony, no, Zach Martin came out. He was like, you know, this team. He goes, I hope this team's identity. He said, hope. I hope this team's identity is toughness. But when Zeke comes back, we get that back. And I'm just like, but, but what does he, what does he bring that you didn't have with Tony Pollard? There, like it wasn't like Tony Pollard was like getting two yards of carrot. No, he was you getting. Can't carrot. worry. You just can't worry about it. I think it's yeah. just. I do have a theory in the NFL that I would rather never have a running back on my team that was highly drafted, just because people's perception of them then becomes he needs the ball. He needs the ball. He's the identity, and it doesn't matter if the results match that narrative. The narrative lives because you picked him in the first round, and it's like yeah. he's so awesome. This guy can't do what he does. And I'm like, I now have a four-year sample size that he actually does it better. And people are like, nuh-uh, because of – and then they just make up their next nuh-uh. Like, his, it didn't hurt as much when that guy tackled him. Uh, it didn't – he didn't – like, they, and he pass-protected well, so we can't use that one either. And it's like, so – and then it was, he'll break down, and then he didn't break down. And it's like, yeah, but he'd break down if he played more games. And I'm like, the guy who you – are saying you have to have because this guy might break down isn't playing because he's hurt. <laughs> he's broke down. 
so here's so anyway um it'll be nice to have zeke back i like him he's a nice player but here's an interesting thing that we 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 don't practice what we always preach especially for the cowboys because we talked about for forever tony pollard can't get more than 15 carries it's like if he got 16 carries he was going to burst Right, His running back coach said he couldn't play more than thirty snaps. He played seventy-two snaps, and on the last ones, seven-yard run, nine-yard run, seven-yard run, nine-yard catch, and that was snaps sixty-six, sixty-eight, sixty-nine, and seventy-one. And so here's my here's my 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 theory on that because if this this is what if we took the same approach to the quarterback, this team would find themselves in a better situation. And here's why. Dak's record when he throws the ball 40 plus times, 6 and 14. 6 and 14. When he throws it in the 30s, he's 21 and 7. When he throws it under 30 times, he's 24 and 4. So if you have the idea that, hey, we're not going to run Tony Pollard more than X, Y, and Z times because he's going to just, I don't know, I don't know, combust and blow up. Then take the same approach with passing the football. Like if you're if you're saying in a game where you don't need to pass the ball 40 plus times, don't pass the ball 40. Like have the same. Hey Dak, you're at 29. You're at 29 passes. When you start getting up into the 30s, your record starts getting worse and worse and worse and worse. I'm not saying like, but if you can have it for one, have it for the other because it says when you do it the other way and he passes for at least amount of attempts that you win more football games. I hate that stat because I think it's backwards. I think it's more in most of those games, I think you would find that they threw it and they ran it and they were up by a bunch of points. And so they ran it in the second half, like for the Packers, they went in running because they were scared to throw because they didn't think they could, but it was still throwing that scored them the points. Like I have no problem with run the hell out of the ball. If you're going to get first downs and keep drives going and you're going to score points. But like if teams are ahead in the second half, they run the hell out of the ball. So at the end of the game, you go, oh, look at that. They won because Dak didn't throw. And it's actually they ran because they were winning. So I just fight that stat all the time. I but we that. did the opposite in the last game. Like we brain farted. Like we were up 14 points and threw the ball 22 more times in the fourth quarter in overtime. Instead of handing the ball. Yeah, off. if you would yeah, I like I don't I wouldn't fight that if you think, and again, yeah, you're up 14. If you can run the ball and you're up 14 and you stick to that and you can get first downs, I'm with you on that. What you sure. just said, right? Tony Pollard, his last four possessions was seven, seven, nine. Yeah. Like, yeah. so you were running the football. It wasn't like you could not have run the football. Yeah. No, no, I'm with you on that. I just hate the, like the Zeke, when Zeke carries it 25 times, they're undefeated. Well, no shit, because they get to the fourth quarter up by 17 and they hand it off. It's like being, it's like a stat where it's like they're undefeated when they kneel down twice to end the game. Yeah, because they won the game. <laughs> so I'm just fighting the overall stat, not the general idea within that game. If they would have just kept handing it to Tony, I'd have been a happy camper. But I also don't, I, it's, I also think that if you told me they're going to throw it on third and three and fourth and three, that they're going to get a first down. And they didn't. Jerks. Because they didn't call P.I. Yeah, but I mean, when you, then when your coach comes out and says, yeah, I know on second down that we were going to go for it on fourth down, and then you don't run two of your very best plays the next two downs is mind-boggling to me. Yeah, and the fact that on fourth down, most of their routes were down the field, even though they were only protecting with five and they only needed three yards, that was a bad play call. But uh, so, so to give you kind of a um, behind-the-scenes with, with this particular offense, like this offense, this offense isn't built – this is a vertical offense. 
So this offense is built for everything primarily to go 12, 15, 18, 22 longer. Like the bunch of dudes who can't run or separate. That's a good idea. But that's how this offense is built. It goes back to why Amari Cooper was so successful in this offense when he was healthy is because he fits it. He fits the mode of getting downfield and creating the separation so that the ball could be delivered to you. Like that's why he was so because he fits what this offense wants to do. You have a bunch of guys now who don't fit this offense and this offensive coordinator and head coach refuses to get out of their own way and, 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 and just say, Hey, we need to have a better scheme for these guys that we currently have. Cause the guys that we currently have are not really and truly prospering the way we want all of them to do as a unit. And you'll have, you'll have some guys pop up here and there, but this is a vertical offense. And when everything that you're trying to do down the field, it's, it's, and it's not working for you, um, partly because those guys aren't getting separation. And then your quarterback at times are, is not reading the field. And I'm not talking about the interceptions. I'm talking about understanding where the ball should go pre-snap. And when you when you don't know where the ball should go pre-snap and you get to the top of your route and now you're like, oh, S, that side is not actually open. And now I have to go find the next guy down the field. This one, things get a little bit haywire for you offensively. So it's it's a combination of of both. And that that's what worries me about this Cowboys, you know, this Cowboys offense, because when it's rolling, it's rolling. But when it's not, it's it's hard to kind of get it back in motion again because it only it's kind of a one trick pony in what it wants to do. 27-23. The only hard part is which team's gonna win. <laughs> I'll go Cowboys. I don't feel great about it, but if I said Vikings, I wouldn't feel great about it either. 27-23, Cowboys are able to protect just enough. Yeah, why not? I am going 24-17 Vikings. Oh, my God. See, everybody knew you were a hater. Oh, my gosh. Call me what you want. Until the Cowboys do less talking and more production on stopping the run, this team has never given up 200 back-to-back yard games. You've given up 250-207. If you think for one second and best believe Dalvin Cook and company are coming to run the football, if you don't find a way to stop it, then we'll, we'll have another post game and more guys will come out and more guys will say this and point the finger and all that kind of nonsense. Do your job. Like stopping the run is a, is a, it's a personal thing. It's a personal thing. You have yeah, to, you have to want to do that shit. That's, that's, that's not fun to do. Well, then you shouldn't play football. <laughs> Sorry, go we both played football, and we would not have wanted to stop a run. That's why I went and played wide receiver. And when schools were like, "Hey, we want you to come play safety," I was like, "Hey, guys, I appreciate the offer. Don't call my house anymore because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to play safety." In hindsight, I actually should have listened to those calls and went and played safety. I might still be playing football today, but I didn't want to tackle anybody. I didn't want to feel. I, I, listen, I get it. I get. Imagine having to tackle Derrick Henry in Green Bay if you're playing safety. No, thank you. Nah, that's fine. No problem. I see if I can untie a shoe. Off of AJ Dillon coming. No, I'm, I I get why I get why uh, uh, Diggs and and Brown don't want to come down and 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 have their lanes respected and filled because I don't want to talk about it either. I get it. Yeah. I understand it. So I went and played offense. That makes sense. But yeah, safety is at forty time of year starts creeping down as you get older. You can keep going. Safety, they'll let you keep playing. You can get another two three years out of it, even though you're not super fast. I know. 
I know. Should have thought about it. But instead, here you are on Believe in the Dallas Cowboys. And my knees still hurt when it gets cold outside, so it doesn't make it. Yeah, well, at least you don't have two feet and a knee that hurt. Go get them, Tank. We're pulling for you. That's it. Um, thank you, everybody, for stopping by and checking us out, leaving the comments what pissed you off the most today. Um, or hey, call me a hater. Hater, hater, hater. Hate, hate, or, hate, hate, hate. or you could mix it up and leave a comment about how you appreciate the content and you thought that it was really good. Uh, and remember, you have no idea what anybody's going through, so be cool to everyone. We love you. Be easy. Eliminate the contingencies. Or else. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.